and of this issue we'll get more in our subsequent bulletins it's time to hear our joy stories i'm waiting for yours as well let's the 10 of joe metal Vida has been a backbone of musicians, supporting musicians all around uh, the country, myself included. They've, they've been with me, they've supported me, they've played my music. promoted my events they've they've supported me in diverse ways and in this celebration of 25 years i want to say god bless multimedia and even higher heights we trust in god to see great and mighty things coming from multimedia so god bless everyone in multimedia and mr chum you know the love is deep god bless you That's Joe Metal's joy story. What's yours? Uh, keep them coming. But quickly before we go, Komlado uh, joins me in studio with what people are talking about on social media. Of course, hashtag Arrive Alive. People are talking about it. A lot more people are joining this campaign. And this one by Dr. Aibibola Bed, he writes, mm-hmm. he says, I believe there should be a law so all these minivans at the lorry station get seatbelts for passengers. I once asked a driver in a car from Ho to Medina and he told me I was too knowing. Hashtag Arrive Alive. I'm happy this campaign is on. And that's it uh, for the midday news. Definitely you ought to arrive alive. There's more news when you log on to myjoyonline.com. I am MFA Pau. Thanks so much for your company. It's been 25 years of impactful journalism. Dr. Mensotabil is up next with Living Word.
ready for more explosive fun on your favorite late afternoon radio show, Drive Time on Joy. Yo, 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 yo. My name is Lexus Bale. Join me every weekday from 2 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. Let's jam to great tunes, have great laughs, and win loads of goodies. Every Friday, you stand a chance of winning an all-expenses-paid hangout at an exclusive location with four of your friends on our Drive Parties Party. Explore G8 will take you around Ghana to see amazing sights. Plus, let's have intriguing travel conversations on our travel series every Thursday. Every Wednesday, the Drive Doctor comes with good health education. Your favorite role models and public figures will share their inspirational stories on personality profile every Thursday. And your favorite celebrities will pull through on Behind the Fame every Monday. You know where your dial should be logged every afternoon. Drive time on Joy with Lexus Bill. To many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in word with Pastor Mensa Otterville. And now, today's word. Why is the Bible describing this woman as her price is above rubies? And if you read from verse 13 downwards, Several verses. Verse 13 says, She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. Verse 14, She's like the merchant sheep. He brings her food from afar. Verse 15, She rises while it is yet night. Verse 16, She considers a field, buys it from her prophets. She plants a vineyard. Verse 18, her lamp does not go out by night. What? That is why she is a virtuous woman. And that is why her price is far above rubies. And that is why many have done well, but she excels them all. It's not simply because she loves God more, or because she worships more, or because she goes to church more, or reads the Bible more, but she wakes up whilst it is night, she buys uh, one business and reinvests the money in another one, and she is working her merchants from afar, and the Bible calls her an excellent person. Because some of you think I'm spoiling your soup. I'm spoiling. Pastor, you're spoiling my soup. I'm going to negotiate for salary increase now. I have to judge my productivity. Well, but that is what the Bible says. The reason she is above rubies is because of her work. It's not because of her beauty. So is it grace or works? Well, most of us are familiar with the parable of the talents. 
And I'm not going to read it, but the reference is in Matthew chapter 25 from verse 14 to 30. But most of you are familiar with this, so I'm not going to read it. You know the parable of the talents. Jesus told it. A man is going to travel, a master, calls three servants, gives them talents. One he gave five, one he gave two, the other he gave one. Then he goes, he comes back, the one who has five has worked with it and doubled it to ten. The one who has two doubled it to four. The one who has one reproduces the one. And he thinks he's done a good job by saying, this is the assignment you gave me. Receive the assignment back. <laughs> you know, it's like somebody, your boss is traveling. He says, listen, whilst I'm away, uh, this is uh, something we need to work in the office. So he gives you a, a note sheet. Number one, make sure the internet is working. Number two, make sure this is number three, balance the account. Number four, whatever. And gives you about 12 things to do in a paper. And gives it to you and say, Why work on these things whilst I'm away. And then he goes away and he comes back and you take the paper he gave you and give it back to him. And say, sir, the, 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 the thing you gave me is what I have given you. And you think that is hard work. <laughs> and, and no matter, no wonder the, the master looked at that servant and said, you are wicked and unprofitable. So how many of you have received an, an assignment and gave it back to your boss? <laughs> he traveled for one month. He came, the work is undone. The assignment is presented. Sir, uh, you, you told me to do this. Take, take it back. So in the parable of the talent, the master represents God and he's a judge. But what does he judge? What does he judge? Does he judge their talent he gave them or what they did with the talent? So a few things you learn when you read that passage, take time to study it, is that God does not judge grace. He judges works. God does not judge grace. He judges works. The master did not judge them based on what he gave them. He judged them based on what they were supposed to do with what they have received. That's the first thing. Secondly, God does not reward grace. He rewards works. The master did not reward them because uh, the five uh, uh, talent had five talents. He rewarded them because of the work they produced to produce five more talents. God does not reward grace. He rewards works. God gives us gifts. But work or works make us excellent. God gives us gifts. But works make us excellent. It is therefore not very accurate to see a person who is excellent and simply claim that it is the grace of God at work. And we all do it. We see somebody working so hard who has achieved so much and we say, oh, look at the grace of God. Yes, there is grace. 
but there is works as well. Is excellence a product of grace or of works? That's the question under discussion. To be or not to be, that is the question. I see it a lot these days in ministry. Young pastors see an excellent minister who has probably raised a very big ministry for the Lord. Then they go to him and ask him to pray for them for the grace on his life to be on them. Listen to me pastors wherever you are. And I, I, I have people who come to me. Lay hands on me and impart the grace. And they think this building is grace. And the university is grace. And having a big church is grace. So somehow they think if I lay hands on you, big church will be transferred to them. There are people coveting people's mantles. And they think that if I can go to his ministry, sow a seed into his life. He prays for me, lays hands on me, and somehow grace will come on me. Because we see excellence as a product purely of grace with no works. Oh Lord help us. There are people seeking the anointing that was on other people. I remember when Catherine Kuhlman, great woman of God, died. And people were wondering where did her mantle fall? Who received the grace? Who received the anointing? And they're still wondering. The impartation. Is it an impartation of grace or impartation of works? We will answer that pretty soon. Now, get me right. There is a need for prayer. I have had several people pray for me. Several men of God, seniors to me, have prayed for me. Mostly when they've prayed for me, I have asked them to pray for me that I'll be obedient to God, that I'll be, remain faithful to the Lord, that I, I would, I would uh, have wisdom to do the will of God. That's what I want them to pray for me. But I don't pray that the grace on them will fall on me. I have never sought to receive their grace because I can't. I can't receive it. It is their five talents. It's like the guy with the one talent going to say, uh, five talents, sir. Can you give me your five talents because God gave me only one? No, he gave you one, but he expected you to use the one. You don't go borrowing talents from other people. You use what God has given to you. Would a footballer become a better footballer because Ronaldo prayed for them? He's like a young footballer who wants to be a good footballer. I said, Ronaldo, lay hands on me. No, you don't go for Ronaldo to lay hands on you. You study the way he plays and learn from his works and reproduce his works. If you are a businessman, you don't go to Bill Gates and say, Mr. Gates, open windows for me. Lord help me. That's a pun. <laughs> but Mr. Gates cannot open any windows for you. But you can learn 
learn from Bill Gates and you can learn his business practices and you can learn from his works and produce results in your area. But his five talents would never become yours. You would only multiply what you have. you admire somebody's grace or works, study them closely to find out the habits that they have developed and learn from them. Success is not imparted by the laying on of hands. The pattern in the Bible is that people learn from their leaders and then the leader lays hands on them later on. The laying on of hands is like their graduation. So Elisha follows Elijah for 20 years. And then at the end, he asks, what do you want? This is after 20 years education. If he started from class one, six years to finish primary school, three years, SSS, that's nine years, uh, JSS, three years, 12, 12 years, he's now finished SHS 12 years 4 years first degree 1 year accelerated masters 3 years accelerated PhD then it is after 20 years that he now qualifies Elijah didn't just say oh just get this hands laid on you and you will be like me no after 20 years Moses, Joshua had been with Moses for 40 years. From the day they left Egypt. He had been studying Moses for 40 years. And after 40 years, Moses lays hands on him. And if you study about Joshua, he studied Moses like a textbook. When Moses went to the mountain, he was in the mountain waiting for him. He studied the guy. And he had what the Bible calls his spirit. In other words, he received the characteristics of Moses. And Moses says, you finish school, now graduate, lay hands. But what people want now is graduation before school. they believe that excellence is a grace. So people would travel and go to Bishop Oedipo, lay hands on me, receive your mantle. Pastor Debo, lay hands on me, receive mantle. Go to some other person, lay hands on me, receive mantle. And they go mantleless and come back mantleless. <laughs> because folks, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. So there are people who are seeking to partake of the grace on the lives of successful people. But the reality is that what you want to partake of is of his ways that have produced the success. So I know the questions people will be asking. Are you saying it is all works? That God's grace has nothing to do with this? So let me illustrate with an answer. Jesus tried to answer complex 
questions with parables. So let me give you my version of it. And many of you have seen it before. Probably you've done it before. It happens on school graduation.